Hello, this is Shoshana Pupko with the Ava Torah Sirius Simcha Recording 11. We mentioned last that Tal Ben Shachar in his book, Happier, lists five categories, five areas that contribute to the 40% category, the category that gives us some element of control to impact our happiness. Those five areas, again, are spiritual, physical, intellectual, relational, and emotional well-being. And as I mentioned, at first blush, it sounds like the five areas cover the totality of our life, every aspect. Just do these five all-inclusive areas well, and yes, you'll be happier. But what Talp and Shahar helps us to understand is that for most of us, we don't need a total life overhaul, and that's not at all what he intends to convey. Instead, what we'll learn is that there are realistic, manageable, attainable skills in each of these categories, which we can learn and implement that can truly help us increase our happiness. So let's start with intellectual well-being. Take a moment and think about what comes to mind when I ask you what the connection is between intellectual pursuits and happiness. Think about it for a minute. Try to create a full sentence in your mind, which includes the terms intellectual pursuits and happiness. Speaking for myself, I'm not sure I would have put the two together. Don't get me wrong. I love learning and it feels really good arriving at an insight or having an idea resonate deeply. But happiness, what I've said that intellectual pursuits directly affect happiness I'm honestly not sure I would have framed it that way. And that's precisely why I want to start with this area of the five. I want to start here because I believe that we're underutilizing intellectual pursuits to increase our happiness. There's so much to talk about, and we're going to get there. For this recording, let's talk about curiosity. And let's explore the role that curiosity plays in our intellectual pursuits. The first thing we need to know is that curiosity won't express itself instinctively or spontaneously. Curiosity has to be actively cultivated. And we do that when we engage in things which challenge us, which stretch us. This can be understood and applied in so many ways. There are examples which encompass learning new things, And there are examples which encompass deepening the things that we already are familiar with. The key for both of these categories is embracing the process rather than focusing on the end result. Let's talk about this in two different contexts. The first has us looking at many aspects of our culture which are focused on extrinsic measures of success. Things like grades, trophies, competitions, all cultivate are doing things because they lead to gaining an external reward. In contrast, what cultivates curiosity is doing things because of intrinsic motivation, doing things because we're genuinely interested and intrigued, because we find the activity enjoyable, because we get satisfaction from whatever it is that we're doing. So much of our culture today, both in and out of school, 
are stifling the development of healthy curiosity, and the age that this begins is getting younger and younger. And the result is that when we don't have healthy curiosity, the chances of our intellectual pursuits contributing to our happiness drop significantly. And there's a second element captured by Tal Ben-Shachar's observation that we live in a world that our questions create. Think about that for a minute. We live in a world that our questions create. He explains that often when we face difficult situations, our tendency is to focus our questions on what isn't working, to talk mostly about the empty rather than the full part of the glass. And of course, these are valid and important questions, but there's mounting evidence that suggests that focusing on the problems disproportionately isn't enough to fulfill the potential we're looking for. And this is true on a personal level, as well as interpersonally and organizationally. We need to go beyond what's lacking and examine, but really examine in detail the full part of the glass. I want to share that my first exposure to this was joining the board of my children's school and working under a president who started every board meeting going around the room and having each member share in depth what's been working really well. And I remember initially giving people looks kind of like we felt like, is this really worth our time? After all, aren't we gathered here to solve the problems? But what transpired was that these initial comments both set the tone and they also changed the trajectory of how we approach the problems we were looking to solve. Tal Ben-Shachar writes, only after highlighting the things that are working well should we then constructively ask, what can I learn and apply from the things that are going well, from the things that are working? And the more positive questions we ask, the more long-lasting and successful the change efforts. What Talbot Shachar has outlined is an entire shift in the ways we think, in the ways we reflect, in the ways we approach challenges, and in the ways we approach each other. It's using our intellectual abilities and pursuits to raise our own happiness as well as those around us. Next time, we'll talk a little bit more about this.